0: Yeah, 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 Ridiculousness, but better because it's Johnny and Kenny.
1: (laughs) That was a good rendition, dude. I like it.
0: Thank you. Just, you know, on Um, the fly.
1: I wasn't expecting that. That was, that was like some good fucking random shit.
0: Yeah, some good random shit. Some random roommate shit, huh? Not too shabby got We're the drinks are flowing,
1: out, talk about some sports, throw back some beers.
0: Yeah, let's do it. The energy is here. It the might be late. You might be on hour 37, but your energy is has not faded.
1: I love that. Dude, that's what I like to bring to the show, honestly. Like I was sitting here and I woke up this morning and I texted Kenny. I was like, "Bro, you might need to record tomorrow like I I'm, I'm not functioning right now." And he goes, "Well, I got a 412. 412- p.m. golf golf tee time tomorrow so i was like all right bro i'm gonna fucking rejuvenate myself see how i'm feeling later in the day and i'll let you know Text me back around noon he says how are you feeling you want to get an episode in i said dude let's rip out some fucking random roommates episodes our fans need us we're here we're ready to fucking rock let's get after it
0: ain't that the truth the fans need yeah. us
1: the fans that's
0: what we're he- we're here for the people
1: we're here for you and you
0: and Mr. Skirtbag here is sacrificing his well being, driving himself quite literally insane, still awake at these hours.
1: I'm still here. But I'm fucking gripping and ripping, dude. We we don't stop. We don't stop for nothing. I don't care if there's a fucking nuclear bomb going off in my backyard. We're recording this podcast.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Put it on YouTube. Yeah, I don't put same. all of them on YouTube, but I'll make sure that one gets to YouTube. <laughs> Skirtbag oh, dies from nuclear explosion. <laughs>
1: I'm the only death.
0: <laughs> a nuclear explosion in your backyard I don't think you're the only one dying. Uh,
1: could you imagine, though? Like, ah, dude, random roommates lost half the fucking show today. There was a nuke that went off in Skirtbag's backyard, and he was the only one that died. <laughs> the entire state of North Carolina got wiped off the map. Skirtbag was the only death.
0: Maybe it'll be like 15 years from now. You won't be living in North Carolina anymore. You'll be like fucking off in the middle of nowhere somewhere.
1: Bro, what if I just called my own death in like 10 years? I'm living out in Colorado, and like one of don't the freeze to death. Haha. ha. <laughs> You'll get that joke when you hear our next episode. Uh, laugh <be laughed> at. <laughs> you can giggle with us then. Yeah. Um, uh, but this so is you know the
0: sports episode, so should we talk balls about sports?
1: And some bats and some. More balls and some goalposts and some football
0: We can talk about lines. balls and whatnot, dude. I think There's we're even gonna come, talk about dude. some pieces of rubber today.
1: Alright, let's
0: do it. Um obviously, top of the lineup, leadoff, bat and leadoff as always. We're talking about the fightins. Um, <laughs>
1: Are they fighting or what? What's going on?
0: Yeah, they're not really fighting. They got swept by the Cubbies at home. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's but bad. They, they just finished up a three-game series with the Braves and took two. So, okay. I'll take that. I think we're like a, a half a game out of the wild card right now. Well, I'll take a look in a little bit. Um, Still a lot of ball left. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was kind of disappointing. Uh, Segura is actually looking pretty good, apparently. He's like ahead of schedule to return. Um, I saw Bryce still hasn't gotten stitches out. He's, like, not ready to get shit taken out of his thumb yet. Um, so that sucks, but...
1: How long has it been since he's played?
0: Uh, like, all of July, pretty much. He got hurt, like, right around then. Like, end of June, beginning of July. It could have been after the 4th, actually. I don't Listen, know. When he comes know.
1: back, you guys have a surge. Like, you're only half a game out of a playoff spot, so...
0: Yeah. Um, but he's not coming back too soon. Like, he's coming back if we make the playoffs. That's probably
1: it. Oh, it's not, oh, it's, he's, it's like.
0: There was, like, some hope that he would make it back for the end of the regular season, but, like, unless we're in contention, don't bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, so we got these tickets coming up for this Mets-Yankees game, the three of us, and I told Lex, I was like, this, that might be, like, our last, you know, game of the season, probably our last meaningful game of the season, unless we go to a Mets playoff game, but, like, we're probably not going to go to like a Phillies Mets game after that unless the Phillies suck and we can get like eight dollar tickets for like a Tuesday night game and just go hang out at the stadium. Eat some out crap out fries.
1: And they're really good and they're fighting the Mets for a fucking first place spot.
0: Probably going to be then too you busy.
1: Gotta, you got to go to that game, bro. That's going to be even better.
0: Yeah, you're right. The Phillies and Mets. I feel. I feel like we don't play each other a lot the rest of the season. We might not play each other at all. We played each other like a lot to start the year.
1: Getting. That's how the Yanks and Orioles were.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we play them at all. The rest, no, we do play them at least one more series, but I think it's coming up shortly. I don't know. Clearly, I don't know. Um, but yeah, then you know we got the Yanks, the old the old good old Yanks, and the Mets.
1: The old New York Skanks and the New York Smets, dude.
0: It's fun stuff, it's, uh- dude. The- it the energy yesterday out. was immaculate. Um, you know, Dinger it felt like a City, game. it did Dinger City in the first inning, bro. Like, I I thought it was a good game. Like the whole game. Like you know, I watched most of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I remember sitting there in the airport, like watching the game on my phone, and then I think it was Judge and Rizzo went back to back in the first. Yep. And all that shit. I was like consecutive pitches. Game to play baby, and then the fucking bottom of the first comes around, and then mess put up four, and I was just like, uh, whatever it's still early and then kind of the rest of the game i was just me being frustrated with the yankees like we left a lot of guys on yeah. base we were running ourselves into yeah. outs and i was just like oh, this is one of those like 2021 type losses where it's like earlier in the season dude i think if that game is within the first 45 to 50 games of the season i think that's a game we win like we've had so many games like that in the first half of the season where we go four da- we go down 4-2 and it's like 5-2 5-3 going into the eighth inning and i'm like bro like we're gonna come back and win this game. Fully, fully feel confident about that. And honestly, dude, like we had the tying run on on second base or third base, like to end the game. I think we had guys on yeah second and third or first and third to end the game. And I thought like it was a, first it was just, and second. It might it might have been first and second. I know we had a guy on second, but we still put ourselves in a position to win. Um, yeah, and then you brought Joey
0: Gallo in to strike out. Oh
1: my god, dude, that made me so mad. <laughs> oh, that, that TikTok I sent you this morning of the guy freaking yeah, out watching it on TV. I was like, this was every fucking Yankees fan in this single. Morning. It's crazy because
0: I didn't know what that guy said because it was like you know an older like dude with like a like an accent, like talking to his buddy on the phone. But he was like, you could put such and such up there. He'd have a more like a more competitive at bat, and that's yeah. exactly what you said. Well, you said like about yourself, like to text me and Lex. <laughs> And it's like, dude, it's so funny. I was like, this is literally Johnny's rant yesterday texting us. (laughs) But like in fucking fifty five year old Guido dad form.
1: Yeah, in a fucking white tank (laughs) top in front of his TV and his kid recording him behind. Yep.
0: (laughs) Somewhere in Staten Island.
1: Because IKF, he's right now he's on a thirteen game hitting streak. He had two hits last night. And yeah, he was like our guy. He's like, I want this guy to be up. It's either like right now in this game, it's him or Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge, you want him in any spot, obviously. He's Aaron Judge, right? But IKF was having a good game. He was feeling it out. He had two hits already. He's been hitting like 350 his last like 15 games or some shit like that or 400. And it's like, why would you bring in Joey Gallo, the guy who strikes out the most out of everybody in Major League Baseball, up against the guy who strikes out who has who the, out the highest most strikeout the percentage? Everybody. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, what? What is it's that wild. And that was just yeah. like one of those 2021 Aaron Boone moments where I was like, dude, why? Like, you're just hoping he connects with one? He's like, he's not going to hit a home runoff at Edwin yeah. Diaz right now. Edwin Diaz is having the best month in Major League reliever like history, dude. What is this fucking ball? But, so, yeah, know. so
0: it was first and second because it was – there was one out runner on first, and they had that little blooper back to Edwin Diaz, and he went to go turn two, and the ball slipped out of his hands. And then it was first and second with one out. And that – dude, that play happened, and I was like, wow. Like, are the Mets about to met this one? Like, mm-hmm. like, they've been good this year. The Mets have been good. They haven't, like, been, like, shooting themselves in the foot, which, like, has been their thing for the last five years. It's like, let's fuck ourselves, right? Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, are the Mets about to just, like m- – you know, met themselves met in the game biggest game. moment of their season. Like, Mets gonna yeah. met, right? Like, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think, you know, he struck out Gallo for the second out, and then I think there was, you know, another out after that um, to shut it down. But I was like, oh, my God.
1: Like,
0: getting a little nervous uh, for Lex.
1: And dude, that's that's what I said. Like, if IKF is at that up at bat in that position, he's putting up a more competitive at bat than Joey Gallo is going to give you. I get Joey Gallo walks a ton, but in that situation, we don't we're not looking for a walk. Like nah. him being on first base is like, I mean, yes, the go ahead run, but we're worried about tying the game right now. At least like tie the game, and it feels like we're we have the momentum after that, like going into the next inning if you know we shut it down, but. It was just, like, one of those calls where I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Why is Joey Gallo on the Yankees? Like, John Stanton went down, like, with an injury right before last night's game. So, that was already a blow. And it's like, knowing that we got Max Scherzer tonight against Domingo Herman, who's awful and, like, is a shitty guy. It's just like, you don't want to root for him, but it's like, we want to win the game. And also, like, it's Max Scherzer. And, yeah, it, like, I tweeted yesterday. I was like, the Mets are in a tough position because they're playing arguably the best team in baseball and they have the braves right on their ass whereas we could lose these two games yeah it's gonna suck but like we have a 12 game lead dude like not gonna really affect us that much like brian cashman's got to go out make some moves and solidify this team i saw a tweet today that was like the yankees are built to get to the postseason and not through the postseason and kind of agree with that dude like it's happened to us for the past like five or six years with this window of winning that we've had where we can get to the postseason pretty much no problem. Like, yeah, it's been wild card a few times. We, you know, came finished first in the AL East one or two years, and we get to the ALDS or the ALCS one or two years, and we just can't, like, get over the fucking bump and get to the World Series. And I think if Brian Cashman makes the right moves this year, like, we could very easily be in the World Series and probably, if not, winning the World Series. Like, this is our fucking window yeah. for opportunity to win now. And it's like... Yeah. We just need to make... That's how I feel
0: about the Sixers.
1: Yep. Like, the Sixers... Sixers Every single
0: year, I'm like, oh, Sixers, they'll be like a top three seed in the East. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. they're going to be, like, contending for the number one seed in the East. But do they have it when it comes time for the playoffs? I am not confident in that. Yeah. Um,
1: And it's... It's scary, dude, because playoff baseball, I mean, I'm sure you can say this about it, like, playoff baseball is a different animal. Like, it's not, you, you don't play those games the same way you play a fucking yeah. season game.
0: Yeah. It's, and, and, I mean, in basketball, especially for the Sixers, the games are officiated differently, which is kind of tough because you play the entire season with, like, one set of rules and you get to playoffs and it's like, okay, we're going to actually call this differently now. Um,
1: That's pretty fucked.
0: But, I mean, it is what it is, but it's, like, same boat because, like, the Sixers have Embiid, who's, like, in his prime, right? And, like, Yankees with Judge. um, yeah. And, like, that's, like, you know, got to get at least a ring or two.
1: And, and see, dude, I get it because, like, I mean, roster sizes in basketball and baseball are different. But, like, we don't just have Judge and he's not, like, carrying us. Like, we have Garrett Cole, John Stanton. Right. We have a lot of pieces. Anthony Rizzo is an all-star, like, platinum gold glove winner. Like, he's no slouch. We have the team to win a World Series. It's just the moves that we make are like, you know, there were a lot of games last year. If we had won one more game last year, we wouldn't have had to play the wild card game in Fenway Park, which might have saved us, and we might have won the game. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and complain about last year's wild card loss to the Red Sox, but, like, Giancarlo Stanton should have had four fucking home runs that game. (laughs) And Garrett Cole at Yankee Stadium is probably a whole different animal than him being at Fenway Park. Like, there's just a lot of factors into that. And we yeah. didn't win that one extra game because there were decisions made earlier in the year to punt some games. Like, oh, we're playing the Tigers now. We'll save our bullpen arms and throw out our worst guy. And, like, we'll be okay. Not okay with losing this game, but, like, if losing this game is going to be better than losing a game against, like, a tougher opponent next series. So, like, we right. put out punt lineups and, like, just made decisions where it's like, dude, every decision matters. And last year proved that. So, yeah, this year dude. we need to go out and make some moves. And I don't care if. We ball out for Juan Soto. I don't care if we don't get Juan Soto and we get, like, a pitcher, but we just need moves to be made. We can't afford to be like, we have a good team. We'll see. We'll get to the playoffs and see what we can do because that's not going to get us over the hump, and it hasn't in the past five years.
0: Yeah. Sometimes those midseason trades are the ones that, like, get you there. Like, like going into the season, you're like, all right, I got a good little squad here, blah, 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 but I'm going to need a little extra. You know, right. to kind of make and that, take that Look at, like,
1: every World Series team of the past, I don't even know, like, 10 years. Like, they've all been buyers at the deadline and, like, made improvements to their team. Yeah. The Braves brought yeah. in, brought in Jock Peterson and uh Soler, I think it was, last year. And they were a big impact on their, their postseason push. Um, who was it before? The Dodgers have, they're always buying and making moves, like, trying to improve their team, their chances. Uh, The Nationals, like, when they won that year, like. Yep. it was. It's just how you win a World Series, dude. Like, you get to the middle of the season, you evaluate your chances and, like, how you're going to win the rest of the year. And if you need to make moves because you think you're going to contend for a World Series, you do that because that's the only right. thing that's going to push you over the edge.
0: I don't it's know. Crazy. Maybe they think I'm that they're good enough.
1: Yeah, but they've thought that for the past – since 2017, dude, and it hasn't gotten a shit. So, like
0: – That's true. <clears throat> that's true. Um. I'm taking a look at the wild card standing So the AL East is not quite as good as they as they once were. Um, you know, now they only
1: oh, yeah, like earlier in the season.
0: Now they only have two out of the three wild card spots, not all three. Um, the wild card teams are Toronto, Seattle, and then Tampa Bay, with Cleveland sitting two and a half games out from Tampa.
1: How far is Baltimore out? Because they just took the Red Sox for fourth place.
0: Baltimore is three games out of Tampa. And Boston's three and a half out from Tampa, and Chicago's three and a half out from Tampa. And like Chicago's a good squad. Like I wouldn't be like Chicago too terribly surprised be, if they the, make Chicago a play. Chicago
1: should be winning the AL Central, honestly.
0: Well, they're, they're only like, always, there's like, they're only three games back of the AL Central, because Minnesota's fifty two and forty six, and Chicago's forty nine and forty nine.
1: Right, dude. Minnesota's fifty two wins, and the Baltimore Orioles have like forty nine or something like that. Yeah, Orioles have forty nine. They're forty nine like, and forty eight, bro. First place in the AL Central would be almost dead last in the fucking AL East.
0: Yeah, that's facts. Um, And then over in the NL, Philly and St. Louis are actually dead tied, um, like sharing the third wild card spot. And then it's Atlanta and San Diego ahead of them. And then San Fran are three games back, Miami four and a half, Arizona six.
1: Stretchier. This is, like, the best part of baseball season, dude, when we get into, like, yeah. August, and it's, like, all right, you know who's going to be making a push, and there's, like, tight races, and yeah. every day you're yeah. taking the standings, and there's people moving up and down.
0: Dude, I'm looking at, they got the run differential on here, dude. The Yanks are the best in the league at plus 197. The Dodgers at plus 179. Like, just so much better than everybody else.
1: Yeah. Just the like next closest is Houston. Here. They're at plus 103. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Yanks and, and the Astros in the in the ALCS, if that happens, is going to be like the series to watch of the playoffs. I don't think, I think whoever wins the ALCS is going to probably win the World Series. I don't think You think that. so? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, the Dodgers and the Mets are good, dude, but I think the Yanks and the I Astros... I can see
0: Dodgers, Mets, Dodgers, Mets, and Braves. Like, the Braves are a good squad, and like, they've been super hot, and like, they didn't have Acuna to start the season, you know what I mean? Like, now they're kind of yeah. starting to get healthy. Like, they could make a push as well, I think.
1: Yeah, and dude, there's always, like, the Mets could always pull a Met. Like, you never know. It's still, Yeah. Well, this is usually when they're, like, starting to. I think this Mets team looks a lot different than past year's teams, though. I will say that. But I here's the thing, called, dude. All better squad.
0: The Mets are 60-37, and 37, and the Braves are 59-41. and 41. So the Braves are only, like, two games back, game and a half, something like that. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? I so saying, they could, dude. so they could win the East, and then they would be the two seed because they're already better than Milwaukee, who's the NL Central leader.
1: Yep. Yeah, the Mets are in a tough spot, dude, because it's like you're in first place, but you got the Braves right on your hot on your tail team, and right? And then the you're Mets. a wild card like these team. Are big games for Mets. Yeah. Yep.
0: I don't know. Hopefully the Phillies can make it to the playoffs and then disappoint me. Just make it there, and, and then it's a point Yeah, out. at
1: least you make it there. I mean, it's what the birds did.
0: Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, So before we get out of this MLB news, we got the Jeter Doc episode two, One Way Loyalty or some shit like that it was called.
1: Loyalty One Way, yeah.
0: Um, I thought it was good, dude. It highlights, you know, the 96 World Series, the 97 season playoff loss, the 98 World Series. Um, mad famous people in there. Um,
1: mad famous people, dude. Pete Diddy. Uh, like yeah,
0: Diddy, Diddy, Fat Joe, Jay z Jay-Z, I had an appearance. Um, Denzel. Fucking bro, no, nothing President Clinton. Jack Jack Nicholson.
1: New York in the nineties Nich- <laughs> was just different, bro. That yeah, dude, that like, shit was popping. With the Yankees rocking the way they were. Like, yeah, 90, ninety-eight team was the best team ever at the time. I mean, yeah, it might still won. be. Yeah, the Marlins won more games in the regular season, but that 98 Yankees team is considered to be the best team ever made. And it's cool yeah. to see, like, the relationship between, like, players that were, like, the core four or five of the dynasty, like Bernie and Jeter and Moe and Andy Pettit. Yeah. And just seeing, like, how they operated. And on Jorge Posada. Basis. Jorge. Dude, P. Diddy would hit up Jeter, and he'd be like, yo, let's go out tonight. And Jeter would be like, nah, man, I can't. I got a game tomorrow, like, blah, blah, blah. And it'd be like game 60 of the regular season like jeter was just all about like his craft and like being the best at his job and doing what he did and i mean look at the success it got. yep
0: yep um and that's what some of the people were saying were like you know new york is like a you know a big fucking place to play and you can you know get lost in it and you it can fuck your career up he was like they're like jeter dude he just wanted to be successful at baseball and he just wanted to win and, like, that was it. He just wanted to win baseball games more than anything else. And, like, you know, he knew he had to, like, not, like, go too far into that kind of party life and yeah. shit like that. Like, he went out and enjoyed himself and whatnot. But he wasn't, like, always out clubbing and whatnot because he, he had a craft to perfect.
1: It was cool to hear him say how, like, if phones were a thing back then, he's like, my career would have lasted, like, three days. Yeah. He's just, like, dude, imagine, like, put yourself in his shoes. You're, like
0: rookie of the year, year fucking win the, the fucking year, world, world series, series like,
1: like you're the fucking man in arguably the biggest city in the world dude and probably the biggest city in the world like, like,
0: and the yankees are probably the are the biggest team of new york like oh, you sure. can say what you want about like the Knicks or or some other fucking shit team the yankees are the biggest team in new york
1: dude i would uh, this this
0: they're, this they're probably the biggest franchise know. in the world Right, it's like yeah, the Yankees the Yankee
1: symbol is the most recognizable symbol I think sports symbol and I think sports like history.
0: Yeah, the Yankees are probably the biggest team in the world. I mean, like the Lakers are probably next and then maybe the Celtics or maybe the Cowboys, right? Like those are the, kind of like the big ones, but like none of them are anything that the Yankees are. Who've dominated yeah. the MLB for as long as it's and, been around.
1: And he was like the face of the team, the fucking face of the league, like dude, are like yeah. definitely <clears throat> And it was cool to see, like, his relationship with A-Rod, too. Like, how A-Rod was, like, "Bro, i I'm throwing... Yeah, that player. was cool. But he says he didn't say that. But I could see... I could see A-Rod saying some shit like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And Jeter was just like, whatever, I won more rings.
1: Yeah. He's like, ew, I-, I don't know. That's stats, it's nothing. He's like, I just win the most. I was like, dude, you're a fucking baller.
0: <laughs> uh, Jeter had, like, a weird, like... like he had, Not, like, weird, but he had, like... Uh, like a like a swag to him. Like, he always had like those goofy fucking shades, um, like the from back in the swag, day. They dude, were cool yeah. then, bro. He had that swag and he was just like so confident in himself and like it all the time. Um, yeah. I thought it was good. I, like the episode ends with, um, ironically enough, still Cashman is running the fucking show, not wanting to pay Jeter at the end of that '98 season.
1: Yep. And he said, uh, like pretty much, like since then he he's had like weird relationships with people in the front office and stuff. Yeah. And
0: it's it's also funny because they said because Jeter wasn't hitting home runs. And that's like last night, IKF, he's like pretty much like got pinch hit for because he doesn't hit home runs. And it's like, oh, but he's still – Jeter's still the best player on your team, the best player in the league. And right. he still has a huge impact on the game. And without him, you'd be fucked. And without IKF last night, you know, having two hits or three hits, or whatever it was, like you probably would have been in a worse situation than you were.
1: Yeah, I mean – Maybe not because they were fucking fucking like – No, 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 just like like a similar situation
0: where like you're pulling like the dude who's going to get you like base hits for the dude who's going to hit home runs and maybe that's not the best route. Maybe the dude who's like better all around for your team is probably the way you want to go.
1: The whole like home run or nothing philosophy of baseball has kind of like not ruined the sport but definitely like left a shit stain on the sport because that's – I mean I get seeing home runs as fun, dude. But there's nothing more electric than seeing your team like put together a rally and like just like coming as one to like you know next man up, next man up, and like yeah, dude, runs, you, know what I mean? you go, f- you go and like, fuck one around,
0: one run, fuck maybe around and get like four or five or hits, right? You,
1: four dude, or five hits in an inning. In it's like holy shit, onion. Yeah, and an onion. <laughs>
0: four or five hits in an inning, you know, put a little rally together, get yourself two runs. That's like way more momentum building and way more fun to watch than. You know, yeah, no, somebody walks one. or gets a single, and then somebody hits a two-run shot, and that's how you get two runs. No, bro, string yeah. them together and, like, you know, get the, get the place excited about it.
1: It's like, dude, you need to, like, my whole thought about, like, building a lineup in baseball is having, like, two or three guys that can put one out at any time. Everyone yeah. else, just do their job, get on base. I don't care if you walk a ton. I don't care if you're a contact hitter. That's why, like, when I see people be like, oh, IKF hasn't hit a home run this year. It's like, yeah, dude. Because he's not that type of baseball player. Not everybody can just fucking, like, launch balls 450 feet right. on the left field wall. It's like, he's doing his... But at the same time, dude,
0: pitching has gotten a lot better. So, like, right. it's harder to hit pitching. So, it's like, okay, maybe if, like, hitting is down over overall, let's try to have the most impact out of the connections that we're going to make.
1: But you know what would change that, dude? It's not even that pitching has gotten a lot better. It's the shift. Like, shifting on defense makes like pitchers look way better than they are because you're that's true shift and it's like pretty much just gassing up the stats of the pitchers and everyone's like, Oh, pitching is much better. Well, it's like, yeah, velocity is definitely going up and like, you know, with technology, pitchers are able to like locate better and stuff, but it's not like they're like crazy overpowering these players. You're putting a fucking shortstop in right field, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why. Yeah. It's so dumb.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Maybe we got to go back. No shift.
1: They're ban- yeah, they're banning it next year.
0: That'll be interesting to watch. I think that'll be fun. Hopefully, Dude, games are more so exciting.
1: John Boy came out with a video like a year and a half ago, and he was like, Yo, Jake and I just went back and watched like a few games from like the 70s where there was no shift. And he goes, Holy fucking entertaining. Like, it was so much more entertaining to watch because people, you know, were getting robbed of a base hit that went up the middle over the second base bag, or there wasn't like. You know, right, some second baseman standing in shallow right field, catching like a a blooper or like something that would normally get over the infielder's head and you know cause chaos like it's just more entertaining when there's less defense, even though like yeah, you know what I mean, fuck the I mean, analytics
0: nerds, let's play ball
1: i'm I'm for analytics to an extent, dude, but when we're like you know when you can't like judge a player off of the eye test and it's just strictly like, oh, these are his numbers, this is what he's gonna produce, you can't do that with any sport. Because it's yeah. not all just no, – we're not playing on computers, dude. Like there's human error and there's like part – there's like decisions you make based off of like the moment and your like feeling and, and and stuff like that where you can't like put a number on it. And that happens in baseball a lot because there's a lot of opportunity for that. More than a feeling. More than a
0: feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So we got the Premier League coming up, starting soon. Um, Holland scored his first goal for Man City. They had a friendly against Bayern at Lambeau Field. Um, they won 1-0. Holland had had himself a goal. Um, I'm trying to find oh, some EPL. What are these called? Bets. Wagers. Um, City are the favorite. They're at minus 175. Liverpool plus twenty two hundred, Chelsea plus fourteen, Tottenham plus sixteen, Man U plus twenty nine, and Arsenal plus forty five. Um, okay. But like Tottenham are minus one fifty five to finish top four, Chelsea minus one fifty, Man U plus one seventy, and Arsenal plus one seventy five. May go look at Arsenal Ooh, just because I, I like Ooh. I like to root for Arsenal. Yeah, they're fun those to are root not for. Not bad odds either. Um. I also I actually put some money on uh who are they called Real Madrid to win La Liga.
1: That's probably a good bet. What were their odds at?
0: Um right now they're plus 105.
1: Who's like next?
0: Uh I think it's Barca. Hold on, I'm trying to log in right now so I could see if I can if I have that in my bet slip. Um Real Madrid, I got him at plus 115. Uh, let's see. Next is Barca. Right now they're at plus one forty. Then Atletico plus five fifty. I just feel like Real are in such a better spot right now than Barca. Like, fuck it, at plus one fifteen. Like, I'll take it. I thought those were good odds,
1: dude. How about uh the Ronaldo rumors to Atletico? Have you seen those?
0: Yeah, I saw that he he wants to leave, but I I also saw that Atletico are the only ones that are interested. They want to get him for free, and they want him to take a wage cut. So, like, is that realistic?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mind if he did. Like, I just want to see Ronaldo in Champions League football, dude. I'm not, like, interested to watch him, like, win the Premier League anymore. I think he's kind of, like, I want to win Too Champions good for that? Leagues. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know.
0: Dude, i tell you what. It's a good fucking thing that he never came to City, and Messi never came to City, because now we got Holland, and that's I'd rather have him. Than those and guys.
1: One of those old bulls. Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, Holland might be just as good right now, at like a, you know, from a production standpoint, not as good as like a player, but from like a production and like goal scoring standpoint, he might be just as good as Ronaldo and Messi. And like, obviously, I, you have his entire future.
1: Honestly, I would agree, dude. Like, they're giving you, he's giving you that value that they're giving you at this age, but like, you know, his ceiling might be lower because it's Messi and Ronaldo, but like, you're still getting the production and the value. Yeah. Yeah, not gonna, Holland's not a stud, dude. The, and fucking messy for the next ten years.
0: Uh, Lex and I were sitting in this bar, uh, waiting for one of my friends to show up, and they had that game on, and I was like, oh, "Look at this man with his beautiful bun. And he's just so majestic. He's a stud." He's
1: floating around the pitch.
0: Yeah, I love the way he runs. Um, the Union, one nothing victory against Orlando City this past weekend. That's four straight for them. Four straight dubs, dude. It's it's so nice. Not. Yeah, it's so nice that we're fucking getting you know, full three points instead of draws of those games.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but still we're only one point ahead of NYC FC and they have a game in hand. Um, so they can easily win that game and jump us. Coming but then after the that yeah, after that the Red Bulls, they're six points behind. So, I'm not really too concerned. Um, And then in the West, LAFC has overtaken Austin FC. They're they're up by four points on them now, and they have a game in hand. Damn. Colorado Rapids are in 12th in the West.
1: I was just going (laughs) to ask how they were doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not very good. Their goal differential is only minus four. That's not that's not terrible for a bad team.
1: Just getting unlucky.
0: Moving to the ice because we can. Claude Giroux not coming back to Philly.
1: Did he sign an extension?
0: No, he signed a three year deal with um the Ottawa Senators. Oh,
1: okay. I mean good for and, him, honestly, but
0: Yeah. I think it was, like, three years, like, $34 million or something, which is pretty good. Hockey players get paid like shit, and, like, more than 10 a yeah. year at his age is pretty solid. Um, and he – oh, he said that he thinks that he'll probably get, like, a standing ovation at first when he comes back to Philly, but then he, like, fully expects to just get booed, to,
1: which, to I mean, I could fans, see. Mixing Philly fans with hockey fans? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> Facts. I could also see us not booing him though. Like, if he scores, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're gonna be like, Nah. Bump. Our team but, is
0: so shit. It's not like our team is good and he's scoring against us. Our yeah. team is fucking terrible. And this dude was just like the face of our franchise for his entire career before we traded him in his last year, like under contract. Yeah, that's true.
1: And he was like, the, yeah, the face of our franchise. But it's different when you have like a shitty team too, dude. Like. You know what I mean? Like he's not well. He's scoring a goal against So it's, there goes our season. No, we don't have a season to begin with.
0: Exactly. So,
1: um,
0: the Flyers, dude. They're just a dumpster fire. Everything that I see on Twitter, all the fucking notifications I get about the Flyers, I'm never. I'm always like, this is all bad news, dude. Like yeah, people getting hurt, exactly. players getting surgery. Like I'm. I don't want any of this. <laughs> um, the NFL though, dude. The NFL is right around the corner. We got about a month left of summer and then falls here and football's here and I'm excited, dude. I'm looking forward to it. I, I got
1: more excited every day for NFL season.
0: I was legitimately like, is it corny that I like get excited for different seasons? And I'm like, nah, fuck that, dude. Why not why would I not want to get excited? Just like in general. Like right. being excited about things in life is good. So like who cares if you're corny, I'm Kenny? Do it as get much excited. As I can. Right. Um, Training camp's officially underway. I think everybody reported yesterday. There's so much new news that's constantly coming through, like such and such is healthy. Oh, they're not healthy. They don't look great. I love the way this person looks right now. You know, the Cowboys, yeah. they love the way that Michael Gallup looks. I think Zeke is a keystone piece to the offense, and they're going to, you know, find different ways to get Tony Pollard involved. Oh, no, it was the Colts that said they're going to find creative ways to get Naheem Hines involved. Um, So there's just so much news. A lot of it's just smoke at this point. It doesn't fucking mean shit.
1: Julio to the Bucks though, like that's some news.
0: So Julio to the Bucks, one year contract with the Bucks, and apparently they the Bucks people, I don't know if it was Coach or who else, but they were saying that Chris Godwin looks really good. Like for his, you know, his his progress at this point. He looks really good. Um that could be scary, bro, for Brady, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, <laughs> Chris Godwin. Oh, yeah. my lanta. Lenny,
1: Lenny on the ground, dude, bro. Yeah, could, dude. offense is scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good God almighty. Um, Kyler Murray signs a five-year, $230.5 million contract. He has... This clause in there, though, that nobody has ever seen before, that he has to do four hours of independent study each week during the season. um. And then there's, like, it's defined in here. Independent study means player studies the material provided to him by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game, including without limitation any such material provided via an iPad, blah, blah, blah. Time spent in mandatory meetings shall not constitute independent study. Players shall receive no credit for independent study for any period during which they do not personally study the provided material in good faith. For the avoidance of doubt, players shall not receive any credit for independent study with respect to any time periods during which any material is displayed or played on an iPad or other electronic device if A, player is not personally studying or watching the material while it is being displayed or played, or B, player is engaged in any other activity that may distract his attention, for example, watching television, playing video games, or browsing the internet. While such material is being displayed or played in the event player breaches this addendum in any respect at any time during the term of the contract, player shall be deemed to be in default as that term is defined in paragraph 27 of the contract. Like, you know, this kid's got bad habits. He's got some bad fucking like studying habits. He doesn't watch a slick of fucking game film. If they have to say, okay, if we're going to sign you to this fucking five year mega deal, we're going to put it in here that you got to study for four hours a week. And on top of that, we're going to put stipulations that you can't fucking watch TV or play video games or be on your phone when wow. you're fucking studying <laughs> yeah. film.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is bad, dude. Hey, maybe that's like what it takes for fucking him to take that next step in his game, but. Maybe, but maybe, maybe he still doesn't fucking dollars, do it. You should study game film for four hours a week, dude. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't understand how hard that's But
0: think He hasn't even unlocked that part. Imagine he starts studying game field and he, like, knows what the defenses are going to do and starts, like, reading defenses really well. He could, like, completely unlock his game and his potential. That's
1: what I'm saying, bro. It's uh, kind of surprising he hasn't, like, tried to do that by now. If they have to say, hey, this is what we need you to do.
0: Right. I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury seems like a cool guy, you know? Yeah. I put those in air quotes, but cool guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, what do you mean I can't play video games while I study Phil, Me and Coach are on Fortnite. He's calling out the hot routes and I'm running them.
1: That <laughs> counts, right? literally myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's as real as it gets.
0: Um, and then... You know, we're getting into a little Dynasty action. We got some exciting trades going down in Dynasty.
1: We do. We do have some exciting trades.
0: So, I made two trades within about fucking an hour of, of one another. My first trade, I fucking fleeced this kid. I get Darren Waller. And he gets Cole Komet, my next year second round pick. And then we swap picks. I had the 203. He had the 208. The kid was like, would you do Komet in a second? For Waller. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Here's next year's second. But he wanted my 203. But I didn't want to get I didn't want to lose a second round pick. So, like in this year's draft. So I was like, all right, I'll give all you right. next year's second and let's swap so you can move up, get the guy that you want at 203, and you're getting next year's pick. Um, so he did that. And then I wanted to take either Trey McBride or Tyler Algier at the 208. 206 was Tyler Algier. 207 was Trey McBride. I'm like, oh, nice. So I just got fucking double sniped. Like after I made that trade, and then like a couple picks were made, I think you were on the clock. And then it was you and then Mayo and then somebody else and then me. And I was like, all right. So I got these three picks. And I and like I didn't know for some reason I thought there was a chance that you would take Trey McBride. Um, and then you didn't. And then I was like, all right, cool. And you didn't take Tyler Algier either. So I was like, cool. As as long as one of these two guys slides, I'll be good. Um, but they both went. And then I was like, do I take a quarterback here? I probably should, but I didn't. And I took George Pickens just because I love that talent.
1: Yeah. And then didn't Kenny uh, Pickett go, like, the next pick or, so, or the next two picks? No,
0: something? Kenny Pickett went at the end of the first round. Oh, yeah. I would have taken him at the 203 if he was there without it. I would have never fucking thought twice about it. I would have said, nope, sorry, I'm not trading you. You can keep Darren Waller. I'll take Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And then – you and I make a fucking trade. Old slide dog over here, we're texting. And so the final trade, I get Devonta Smith, Christian Kirk, the 202 pick from this year, and next year's second round pick. Johnny gets J.K. Dobbins, Dallas Goddard, and Quez Watkins, which is dope, except I thought that it was that I was giving up JK Dobbins, Dan Arnold, and Quez Watkins. Because we were texting, me and this fucking fuck little conniver, we're texting, and we're I'm like, yeah, let's do Dan Arnold. And he sends me a thing, and I just see like the D and I'm like, all right, cool. I guess that's Dan Arnold. And I don't even look twice. I send him a quick counter. I'm like throwing Christian Kirk and we got a deal. I don't even look at it fucking twice, and then I'm like, oh my god, I gave up Dallas Goddard. It took me like 10 minutes to realize, too.
1: Well, dude, so when I sent you that trade, I was like, you offered me the Dan Arnold trade, and I was like looking at my tight ends. I was like, ah, I don't really need Dan Arnold, but, like, if I'm going to make this trade, I want to get more value out of, like, the tight end. Giving him Devonta Smith, Christian Kirk, and two picks, like, I could get a little bit more value. Let me see what, like, he'll, he'll think of Dallas Goddard. And then you accepted the trade, like, two minutes later. I was like, oh, shit, he accepted it. I was like, let's go. And then you're like, Ridiculous. you, you tried to, to connive me back. And you're like, cool, come for like a third round or like Dallas Goddard. Like no, I
0: was, was going to give or... you Dan Arnold and a pick for Goddard. Or, yeah. I was like, I thought that we were doing Dan Arnold. So how about this? Now we'll swap all you get Arnold. I'll get Goddard, but I'll throw in an extra pick too. <laughs>
1: And I fucking hate, like, I don't watch college football enough. Like, I know, like, I'll do my research and know, like, who, like, the top ten guys, like, to pick from are. Like, at that yeah. point, I'm like, you can have my fucking 2023 third-round pick. I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, I'll I'll stack my first-round picks and, like, maybe, like, an early second round I'll keep. But, like, if I know I can get value out of a guy that's going to give me, like, almost instant return on production and, like, still have a little bit of time left in his career, like, I'll mm-hmm. I'll take that over, like, a second-round pick or whatever. I don't care and yep. it just he just accepted I was like, "Oh, bet, like a uh, good trade."
0: <laughs> I think it's still pretty fair. I don't know. Yeah. JK Dobbins, uh he honestly makes me a little nervous. He's on the pup right now, and apparently yeah. his knee injury is a lot more severe than was initially kind of conveyed. Like I don't think it it's not just an ACL. I think it's also all those like ancillary yeah, ligaments, ACL. like the, yeah. and the LCL and the other CLs and whatever other ones you got, the UCL. Yeah. <laughs> the UEFA Champions League in his knee. <laughs> yeah, it's in there just singing to him while he's running down the field. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so he definitely, I like, a, makes I me little a little bit nervous. Trade, though,
1: but yeah, me too. It was, but it still should have been was, Dan I Arnold. Just, I was surprised at, like, the speed. Because, dude, you and I have never made a trade that fast. And we, like, we, we, we trade talk a bunch, I would say. Like, we're usually, like, you know either yeah. sometimes it's like conniving and just being dickheads about like sending ridiculous trades but like we're usually trying to figure stuff out and that happened i was on a train coming down off the mountain and like you accepted i was like oh bet sick fancy football trade and then also was like this man's wheeling and dealing today or some shit like that i
0: know i almost got another deal done to um to bring in tua during that draft
1: was it h-tran no
0: he, nah, he two, doesn't right? have Tua. uh
1: whoever has Tua. Texted me today and was like, "What do you think about your stack for Tua?" And I think he was talking about the Tannehill and Traylon Burke stack. But I was like, eh, I don't know. Like Tua's not really. I'm not too high on Tua. I think." Yeah, me too. Is, Him and I
0: were like I way off on bowing. Tua. Yeah,
1: because
0: he wanted my two oh eight pick. That's why it took me so long to make it. For Tua? Um, no. He just said that he wanted it, and then we started talking trades, and I was like, "Well, your team's kind of dookie. You don't like you, know, you have like some good assets, and then you have shit." Um, so I was like,
1: he wouldn't trade away, but then he doesn't have any assets that are like tradable to where you think you're getting like good value. Right. Right. Like like, he has, he has
0: Najee, Jamar, Justin Fields, and Tua. Those were the four. He was like, I was like, these are the only four guys that interest me at all on your team. And like, obviously I I wanted Jamar, but but, like, that's that's not going to happen. I offered him a second, that 208 next year, second and Allen Robinson or no. I offered him the second, next year's first, and Allen Robinson for Jamar Chase. Because I was like, look, you're going to get this pick that you want. You're going to get Allen Robinson, who, you know, has been great. He had one bad year in, in Chicago with Justin Fields and Matt Nagy. Like, rookie Justin Fields and Matt Nagy. And now he's in the one of the best offensive systems in the league with Matt Stafford slinging in the rock. He's probably going to be good for a couple years. He's going to give you a few yeah. good years. And then, you know, you have a first-round pick next. I was like, you, first, you draft George Pickens right now. The Steelers are going to develop him because they always fucking develop wide receivers. And, like, he's going to grow with Kenny Pickett. They're going to be boys. He'll be, like, a stud for a few years. You have a first-round pick next year. And he didn't want to do that. But And we were just, like, way off on the value of Tua. Um,
1: yeah. I feel like Tua was one of those players that, like, splits the value. Like, people are either high on him or, like, not high at all.
0: I'm, like, I'm not not high, but I'm like he's like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Like, I'm I'm not really super thrilled about him. Um, yeah, he's like, got,
1: like, a good offense, too. But, like, the whole Tyreek saying he's the most accurate quarterback in the league is just, like, laughable, dude.
0: It's just – my only thing was, like, he's dude, he's still so young. He's only 24. Like, he is good. Like, he's going to be nice for a little bit. Um, But, I mean, I, I don't – I just don't love, like, the prospect of, of him. I feel like his ceiling is super capped. You know, he's not going to be rushing for a bunch of yards, right? He's not going to be – he's not all of a sudden going to turn into a 5,500-yard, 5, 40-touchdown passer. Like, his ceiling is a little bit capped. Like, I know there's good, like, targets around him, but that's just, like, not who he is as a quarterback. And he's and he's never going to give you that rushing baseline. That's just not what he does. So it's like he only – he to me, his ceiling is, like, QB 16, right? Like, just, like, at, like, you know – the top of the second half of the NFL, like somewhere between sixteen like Ryan and twenty-four, Tannehill,
1: dude, almost like, like, yeah, but like, like not play even styles, as good, but like same value, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Tannehill's just older, so like you have like the age value of Tua. That's it.
1: Mm-hmm. But not exciting for I, me. I'm, um, uh, I'm ready to get into some redraft league drafts, dude. Like our uh, redraft league draft. Side. Yeah, are we doing – so Journey called me today, and he's in a a keeper league with some of his coworkers. He was kind of just like, dude, I have the first pick. Like, who do you think I should take? And I told him, I was like, I don't know, like JT, Austin Eckler. Like, maybe you go after, like, Jamar Chase or, you know, like Najee Harris, like running back. And he was like, yeah, like, all right, like, that's a good idea. Like, thanks for the input. He calls me today. He goes, bro, we mocked today? And – i had the first overall pick so i took jt and then i realized like the f- next five or six picks were quarterbacks because it's a super flex and he goes oh. like, so one of his co-workers texted him and he was like uh yeah so one of the rules is the guys you take in the first and second round can't be your keepers and he was like well it would have been fucking nice to know that like i was like yeah that's kind of tough but like super flex, dude like you want to get at least one stud quarterback if you can because you're gonna have two guys like get you those yeah like production numbers at quarterback but like jt is still like a good pick first overall like you know even if you can't keep like you wasted it like picking him as like you wanted him as your keeper but he can't be your keeper if you took him first so like you could have waited yeah i was like i don't know so
0: i I don't know that's
1: a weird ass rule who's i've never heard of that rule like in a game no
0: me either I think we're I'm just going to do like keep two players. We'll start probably just keep two players and then their their cost is whatever wherever you drafted them plus one round. Right? You draft somebody in the 5th, then you're giving up your 4th round pick to get them.
1: Like so if I draft somebody, okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, like you. Th- this year you take you take Brandon Cooks in the fifth round, and then next year you're like, I want Brandon Cooks on my team again. I don't know why the fuck you would keep him because he's great value in drafts, right? Right. Um. Then you know, but you want to keep him, you do that, and then so next year you have Brandon Cooks. You start with Brandon Cooks, but you have no fourth round pick.
1: Right. Right. That makes sense. I like. That. Yeah. So like, what if what if you want to keep some guy go- like your first round pick?
0: Then you just lose your first round pick.
1: And you just lose your first.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind smart, of, like, a limitation, a smart, but still.
1: Yeah, that's a smart way to go about it. Um, I was to- thinking about doing
0: two like that, and then a, maybe a third, but, like, your third has to be a sleeper, like, sleeper-keeper, you know? And, like, it has to be, like, 10th round or later, you know what I mean? Or, like, 8th round or later.
1: That That mixes up, like, the rest of the draft, too. That would be fun.
0: Or a free agent. Like, something that you got off waivers. Yeah. I okay. think that, that would be, like, a cool a cool little twist to it.
1: Cool little format.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Clay want to do a Superflex. I don't want to do Superflex. I just want, like, a regular fucking league. Yeah. Because already- I want this to become, like, my most serious league, I think. This sleeper keeper. Over- Obviously, Orchids. Shit. I mean, Orchids is always going to be up there. But I think this is going to be, like, my number two.
1: Yeah.
0: My, or, like, 1A, 1B. Because I want to have, like, a serious keeper league that I care about.
1: Yeah, that's true. Instead of, like, because, like, I don't know. But Foot Clan is, like, I take it serious, but I'm not, like, checking waiver wires and doing the most transactions. It's, like, Orchid, CCU, Dynasty, and then, I don't know. It's just, like, all the rest are kind of all the same. But, like, a fun, like, competitive, serious sleeper keeper would be fun.
0: Yeah. Um. So, we'll see. Hopefully, it's fun. And now we got a full. We can fucking draft. Hopefully, we'll do a Thursday night. Thursday night two minute draft. Start at like 7
1: as in tomorrow night?
0: No, 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 later in August.
1: Uh, like uh, towards yeah. the towards the
0: start of the season. Cuz it's still like a redraft oh. league.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm about it.
0: Um but yeah, so we just finished up that rookie draft. I left that draft with Drake London, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens and Greg Dolchich, Um and Darren Waller and DeVonta Smith. And Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk, not not a bad not a bad day,
1: no. And two, picks.
0: um, but it's a super flex, and my second best quarterback is Matt Ryan, which makes me nervous.
1: <laughs> I'm in the same boat, dude. I have Mac Jones and fucking Ryan Tannehill, but I've heard I've heard yeah. some good things about Mac Jones coming out of camp. So
0: yeah, all the talk out of New England has been good, honestly. The Bills' win we'll totals out. at eleven and a half, and I was thinking about taking the under just because, like, the Patriots should take a step forward, the Dolphins should get better, the Jets—well, they're the Jets—but the Jets the Jets. still, eleven and a half, like, that's like a decent amount of games.
1: Yeah. So maybe, know, like,
0: just from like the division style. getting better, maybe the All Bills over. don't don't hit that. I think they're still going to make the playoffs without a doubt.
1: For sure, I think they're going to be a favorite for. A yeah, me too.
0: They're the really problem, good. But. Josh Allen's a stud.
1: Josh Allen's a stud. He can carry. He'll put the team on his motherfucking back.
0: He 100% will. All
1: right, let's get the fuck out of here. You guys go
0: enjoy your weekends.
1: You know what to do? Give him a fucking fast smooch on the lips.